0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to TV.com and the Black and Enter Channel, or what I might call Doctor Boyce After Dark. I don't know if you, whatever you want to call it, but I know that we're live at kind of a late hour. But some of y'all are up, especially my friends across the sea. I know I got a lot of supporters over there in England, and you may find this debate to be quite interesting as well. We're going to talk about Idris Elba, and Idris Elba made some comments about the ongoing debate about whether or not. Black British actors are taking roles that should be taken by African-Americans. There are some people who are upset about this, some people who are upset that others are upset, and there's a whole sort of financial breakdown on what I call the Hunger Games of racism, and I'm going to break all this down for you, so get comfortable, buckle up your seatbelt. We're going to get started on the Black Financial Channel right now. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. This is theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I am your friendly neighborhood finance professor. On the Black Financial Channel, we talk about black wealth and black economics every single day. We also talk about black people, black families, and the black community. Uh, We also believe in the B1 philosophy. B1 means black first. Black first means you put your community at the top of your priority list. Black first means black love. Black first means black unity. B1 means that we must be one to be successful. If you agree with this philosophy, put a hashtag B in the number one in the chat, hashtag B1. That's our calling card. And also shout out the city that you're from. And let me know if you can hear me. I always like to make sure you guys can hear me when we get started. What's going on milli? Go hard. how you doing? Uh, and um, uh, just, just give me a quick yes. Let me know the audio is coming through all right. And uh, and so so here's what I wanted to ask you guys about. I want to ask it. give me a yes or no in the chat also. Has anybody heard about any of this ongoing debate? about whether or not British actors, black British actors, are taking over too many roles that should, in the minds of some, be taken by African-Americans. Give me a yes or no if you've seen this debate. Uh, Feel free to share your opinion. Uh, What's up, Michael Johnson, Jermaine Trustee, Mariah Jones, uh, Miss Briscoe, I see you in there. Uh, Christina Littles, uh, how you doing Miss Littles? Good to see you. Mark Mitchell, uh, B1 always from Washington, D.C. I love to hear that, my brother. Uh, So how many of you have heard this debate? This This is kind of interesting. I've been sort of paying some attention to it and I think what brought my attention is the person on the screen is Idris Elba. Idris Elba is an extraordinary actor. Out of England and uh, he's a bad boy. He's good at what he does. He's very respected all, around, all throughout the world. He deserves every ounce of that respect. Uh, I've, I've loved Idris ever since he was on the wire. Uh, I'm sure that my wife likes him even more than I do because uh, he's a handsome guy. He's a smart guy. He's good at what he does and I, and I respect that immensely. Now here's what um, I wanted to kind of talk to you guys about, uh, and uh, and actually I'm gonna pull up a slide here. And as I before I do that, I want to uh, thank our sponsor for tonight's podcast. It's ValorTax.com. ValorTax.com. Uh, where they they can uh, get you to get you a good tax refund and everything else. Uh, black owned company. Uh, it's a black owned business that is sponsoring tonight's podcast. So if you'd like to take a look, I hope you'll take a visit to ValorTax.com. Uh, support uh, the folks out there and uh, thank them for supporting the podcast. Because as you know, we can't get support from just anybody. Uh, but ValorTax.com is one of the companies that stepped up. If you have a black owned business or a platform you'd like to promote, you can go to drboysfinance.com and purchase a shout out. And that's a good way. To support the podcast. Also support your business. You take care of us. We'll take care of you. So, with that being said, uh let's uh, let's jump into this. So, I'm going to start off with I'm going to start off from the beginning, which is a good place to start. So, basically, there was uh, there was a comment that was made uh, a few years ago by uh by this guy, uh, Mr. Samuel L. Jackson. Now, Samuel uh, made a com made a s- sneaky little quick little comment that. That really could have been overlooked. It, it it wasn't intended to be offensive. I don't think um, it was just his honesty, and uh, and the New York Times covered it. And they he basically said something about the movie Get Out. Now, how many of y'all saw the movie Get Out and know what the movie Get Out was all about? Uh, let me know if you if you saw what the movie uh, Get Out was about, and uh, if, and if you even liked the movie. Let me know if you liked the movie. Some of y'all liked it. Some of y'all didn't. Uh, I think Jordan Peele is the best director in Hollywood right now. I think he's super smart. He's super creative. He's super talented. Uh, I, I started watching, I subscribed to Paramount, I think because Jordan Peele is doing the Twilight Zone, which by the way, I highly recommend it. It's extremely good. So, so, um, And I also watch his comedy skits and everything. He's super versatile, super smart. I respect it. So anyway, so Samuel was referring to that movie, Get Out. And uh, a lot of us understand Get Out because we've been Thinking about get out our whole life, you know, many of us have got sucked into this thing called integration. Where next thing you know, you're living in the suburbs, you're working around white people. Maybe you got your little white girlfriend, and you you finally realize, wait that in America, <laughs> you ain't white. <laughs> you find out the hard way that you ain't white, and uh, and then it's very painful because now you're trying to get out. A lot of y'all are trying to get out right now. A lot of y'all are trying to get out of that job. A lot of y'all trying to get out of that, whatever situation that you're in, that codependence on the system that does not love you, does not support you. And I'm feeling extra black today because I'm actually uh, broadcasting to you from Black Wall Street. I'm actually a few blocks away from the Greenwood section of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I'm going to tell you, I did a tour of Black Wall Street today and I was livid. I was so angry not just because of what happened, but because of what's happened since and the fact that they have not uh, given reparations for what happened to those people. Uh, the people in the community are being screwed. The black folks in Tulsa should be fighting harder, and it's really making me mad. But anyway, so Get Out was all about something that many black folks can relate to. So here's the deal. So Samuel Jackson made a quick little comment You know that some thought was kind of a sneak disc, but I don't think it was intended to be that way. And he basically said, look, if that movie had been played by an American brother, and I don't even know – that this guy wasn't american uh daniel Kalu. i don't have his name in front of me but y'all got y'all can type in the chat because I, I don't want to mess his name up and be disrespectful but a lot of us didn't i didn't even know that the brother daniel kalua k-a-l-u-u-y-a how many of y'all even knew that he that he wasn't african-american like how many did y'all know that he's a british actor they, they really sneak this stuff up on you. I, I mean, I'm not, you know, again, just so you know, some of y'all right here are from England, and I have a lot of supporters in England, and I love all of y'all 100%. In fact, uh, the black folks in England, you we could take notes from them because uh, when, I was, when I did an event in London, it, both events I did in London were totally sold out. And uh, and I noticed that there were a lot of professionals and a lot of families and a lot of highly educated black folks who were serious about their lives. And I had so much respect for them. Uh, so d- let's just be clear. You got a lot of allies over in England that you ignore. You know, I know as Americans, we focus on ourselves. We tend to be a little bit narcissistic and a little self-absorbed. And y'all don't understand. What's going on down in 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 England? Uh, the, the, you got some powerhouse black people in England. I've had some on this platform, but how many of y'all knew? That? I didn't even know that this brother was 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 British. I thought he was like you know from Cleveland or something. I don't know. I mean, I I was really kind of floored by that, and it sneaks up on you, right? You're like, wait a minute, he's not, you can't be from England, even um even uh you know Idris when he plays Stringer Bell on The Wire, The Wire, which was the best show ever probably because he's such a great actor, I don't think any black people knew he was british. I, I think I think he talked about it. He talked about how when he would have his british accent, people would be really disappointed or real dope dealers would walk up and ask for advice on how to run their their drug business because they saw him play Stringer Bell, which is like weird. I mean, I hope I hope he we ain't we ain't that stupid. That that kind of makes us look kind of crazy. But anyway, so, so Samuel Jackson basically said that he feels like that that in that movie Get Out, that if that role had been played by an African American brother, he would have really understood what that guy was going through. He could have really related to the character a little bit better than than you know than than this guy, Daniel Kaluuya. And, and, I, and I must say this, you know, I think Daniel is a great actor. You know, he's all in and he's in everything. I mean, he was he's in all the uh, Jordan Peele movies. He was in. Uh, what was that other one? Uh, he was in uh, oh, Black Panther, duh. And uh, and he's great at what he does. But when I saw Get Out, I wasn't moved by his performance in Get Out. I don't know. I really didn't feel like he really captured the essence of the sheer pissed off and sheer terror that a black man might feel in that situation. I, I just don't know if he got it. I, I think, um, the, you know, who got it was that comedian, that that other brother, you know, the brother that was warning him, like, you know, those white folks who kill you and eat you and whatever, like, just saying crazy stuff. Like, like he was more relatable, right? I understood him. I did not understand Kalua's character. And, uh, and now to some, some extent, I will say he reminded me of the guys I know who will go and, you know, Date the white girl and think nothing of it, you know, and 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 blend in, join the white fraternity, think nothing of it, and then one day they get that Paul Mooney wake up call. You know what I'm talking about? Y'all don't talking about the Paul Mooney wake up call. I'm not gonna use the N word because it's too late for that. But but literally, they they get that wake up call, then suddenly they become super pro black. Anybody know anybody like that? We're literally left they're like the biggest Uncle Tom ever. And they're telling you racism doesn't exist and that you're overreacting and that you're crazy. And then they experience racism and they can't handle it like it really shatters them. Um, and I've seen people like that. In fact, there was a brother about 10 years ago who was a cop who went on a killing spree. He went on a killing spree with other cops. I don't know if you remember that, but I was. his name was Christopher something. And, uh, and if you looked at his life, he kind of fit that description in terms of a black man who really forgot that he was black. And I think that that's what racism does to you in America and beyond is it can lull you to sleep. You know, I I think that we overreact to the wrong things and we underreact to the right things. I think we underreact to things that we should be reacting to, but we overreact to the things that aren't such a big deal. And that's just my two cents. Christopher Doran, Dor- was it Doran? I think it was Doran or something like that. Doran, D-O-R-N. But but it's close. It's close Black World TV. Yeah, yeah, Christopher Dorner. Thank you, uh, ar Lee. I, I, yeah, Christopher Doran. Look up his story look up Christopher Dorner's story. That story was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, crazy, crazy. It was. I don't even want to talk about it because it's, it's, it's like traumatic. It's a, it was traumatic to watch. But anyway, let me move on. Let me move on. Um, do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. And I want to remind you that Valor Tax is our sponsor for tonight. So I'm going to thank Valor Tax for sponsoring uh, tonight's podcast. Uh, If you'd like to sponsor, you have a black owned business or you have a platform you want to promote, feel free to go to DrBoysFinance.com and you can purchase a shout out and I'd be happy to shout you out. Also, I have to do a quick quick little public service announcement to let you know that uh, I guess because of the size of our platform, there are people out here pretending to be me. That are coming into your inbox. They're hitting thousands of you and asking you for money. Uh, that is not me. I'm not gonna share a phone number or WhatsApp number and say, hey, call me and whatever. If they if you think it's me, then ask me for a face-to-face Zoom meeting. And if I show up to the Zoom meeting and you see me talking to you, then you believe it's me. So I want to warn you just so that nobody gets hurt or anything like that. All right. So um, so here's what's interesting, right? So I did some research on this, and there was an article that I found in BuzzFeed, and it was all about the rise of the British black, the British actor in America. And, uh, and it's interesting. It was an interesting piece where they talked about uh, these, you know, great British actors. A lot of actors we didn't even know were British uh, who've come to America and really taken on some heavy roles. Uh, Some of them have taken on iconic roles. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, I believe Harriet Tubman was played by a British woman. Uh, Martin Luther King has been portrayed uh, by, by British actors. And there are some American actors and, and just American people in general, foundational black Americans who are a little bit salty about that, you know, who kind of feel like this is not cool. And uh, I didn't know what to think. You know, I, I, it was kind of a tough one. I had to process it for a minute because, you know, I, I think about all the people in England that have been so kind to me uh, when I was I mean, when I went to London, I, I just kid you not, i never felt more welcome than I did when I was there. The black people there were so extraordinarily kind to me. And here I was over in London making money in London, right, as an American. And nobody gave me any problems. Everybody was fully supportive. So I really am hesitant to say that a British actor can't come to America and do their thing. You know, I also believe in the diaspora. I believe that we should find reason to be connected. I think we should find reasons to support each other as opposed to uh, doing things that are going to be divisive. Now, there's another side to that, and and I, and I want to share some of this. So, number one, I took a poll. I wanted to see how you guys felt. So, I took a poll on my Twitter page. My Twitter is uh, Dr. Boyce Watkins 1. I'll put that on the screen if, in case you guys want to follow me on Twitter. Uh, I like I like putting things up there that will challenge you to think. Uh, some things I say will probably going to piss you off, so just be ready to be pissed off a little bit sometimes, but just know I'm always challenging you. I'm going to give you what's in my brain no matter what it is. And uh, and on, the, on Twitter – I took a poll and I basically just asked, you know, how do you guys feel about this? And uh, and and, and I said, how do you feel about British actors playing black American roles? Nineteen point nine percent of you said, I think it's fine. Forty one percent of you said, I don't care one way or the other. Thirty nine percent of you said, I don't like it. So basically out of the fifty nine percent of you who actually had an opinion that you either liked it or don't like it, don't don't like it. It appears to me that roughly two-thirds don't like it. Two-thirds of the people that have an opinion have a negative opinion about it. However, 41% of the respondents said that I don't care. Right. So so that a little bit less than half just don't give a shit. And um, and and what category am I in, man? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I I don't get offended by it, but but here's the thing, right? I, I have to be sensitive to the idea that. That what you're dealing with, here's what you're dealing with right now. Let me explain what this is. Um, and I'm going to show you with, with, with a movie that you may know about. Has anybody ever seen this movie? What movie is this? Type in the chat. It's called The Hunger Games. Now, The Hunger Games is interesting, actually. This little white girl um, we actually went to my middle school, but we didn't go to middle school at the same time. We She went to my middle school like 20 years after me, but it was kind of crazy. In Louisville, Kentucky. She literally did. You can look it up. And uh, she, her and her parents, you know, were so excited about her career as an actress that they moved to L.A. so she could become famous and eventually become one of the biggest actresses in Hollywood. Jennifer Lawrence, that's her name. And so in The Hunger Games, if you recall, the storyline was basically that you had the masses of people that were all being starved. You had the masses of people that were being controlled and managed by the elite. You had the masses of people that were being oppressed. And what they would do in order to control the masses, is they would grab a couple of people out of the crowd and let help them live the dream. They would have you know twenty or thirty of them go into an arena and fight to the death over limited resources, and the winner would be paraded to the masses as a symbol of hope. So basically, what they realized was this: I'm getting there's a point I'm getting to with this. They 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 use hope as a way to control the masses. They use hope the same way. They control the masses of millions of black boys by parading LeBron James and uh, Steph Curry around to them saying, hey, if you don't if you give your whole life to playing basketball, if you come to basketball camp like all the other million black boys, you could be the next LeBron. You could be the next Steph, knowing that ninety nine point nine percent of them will never, ever make a nickel playing basketball. But still, you sold them on hope. So hope causes them to abandon all of the real possibilities to become wealthy to abandon all the real possibilities to become an asset to the community to abandon all the real possibilities that involve them achieving educational success or whatever they need in order to be an adequate husband and father they abandon all of that so they can invest everything they have into becoming the next lebron so when i look at acting so so the key the key element here is When you have a lack of resources and a lack of opportunities and you get people who are in the oppressed category to turn against each other, to go out there like in the Hunger Games, because there were limited resources for everybody, everybody's talented, everybody's working hard, everybody's skilled, but only a couple of you can survive. Then suddenly that person who should be your ally becomes your enemy. This is good old fashioned divide and conquer. This divide and conquer is used all throughout the world. It's been used all throughout Africa. When the when in Rwanda, when the Hutus and the Tutsis were slaughtering each other, that's what was going on uh, in America. You got y'all Negroes fighting over Democrat, Republican nonsense. I dare you to ever tell me that you stop speaking to your relative because they were not a Democrat like you or they were not a Republican like you. If you do that, just so you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to really slap you in the real world, but I'm going to slap you inside my mind. In my mind, I'm slapping the shit out of you because in my brain, I'm thinking, why in the hell would you drop somebody who loves you? over something as stupid as American politics. Why would you stop speaking to your cousin who babysat you in 1988 over the fact that your cousin became a Republican and you can't understand how anybody in their right mind would ever vote for Donald Trump? Well, that ain't your business. This is a free country. Your cousin's has a right to vote for whoever they want. Stop cutting off your loved ones over these divide and conquer tactics that are used by white society to keep black people divided from each other. I will love you whether you are a Democrat or a Republican, as long as you put black people first and the black community first. Let's move on. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. In case you just came in, we're speaking about uh, a recent comment Idris Elba made in response to a criticism that too many British actors are taking American roles. Uh, Now, now, let let me just say this, what what Idris said as you hit the thumbs up button and, and as you subscribe. One thing Idris said that was really interesting was he used the words unintelligent. To describe the debate around British actors, Um, I didn't like that language. I didn't like that language at all. Um, I I think he, um, let's see here. This is on, uh, where where did I read this? Actually, it was on BET, you know, BET, that white owned network that pretends to actually um, uh, represent black people, but really they're selling black people. They're not serving black people, they're selling them. Uh, He says that the conversation, Uh, around Black British actors taking on roles typically played by Black Americans is an unintelligent argument. Appearing on The Shop via The Root, the the British-born actor was asked by host Maverick Carter about British actor Naomi Aki playing Whitney Houston in the forthcoming biopic, I Want to Dance with Somebody. He says, you know what I noticed? You said Black women in America versus an English woman, like being English makes you less Black. To me, that defines how unintelligent the whole argument is. He says, no disrespect to anyone who has that feeling. It is what it is. But the fact is, we're all black. But amongst ourselves, we want to point fingers because we come from a conditioning that makes people just make sure where, you, where you're where you from and are you authentic from where you're from? How black are you? Quote, it comes down to the caste system and it's annoying to me, really annoying. My grandfather fought in the Second World War for this country, U.S., comes from Kansas City. I come to this country and someone says to me, you ain't American. I'm like, huh? How dare you? Elba concluded, it's acting. Cultural appropriation is definitely something we should pay attention to. But in the acting profession, one should be allowed to play. Okay, so what do you all think? I mean, give me give me your thoughts. Like, do you think that he made a valid argument or not? He mentioned his grandfather being from Kansas and that he has American roots and that it's, it's just wrong to really criticize, you know, black British actors that are taking advantage of opportunities that are being presented to them. What do y'all think? Um, I think he made a great argument in the sense of, uh, you know, kind of making that point that look, you know, just because he lives in England doesn't mean he can't have roots here. If I'm say, I don't know if I was a second generation Italian, I would hate to go back to Italy and have people tell me that I'm not a real Italian. I think that would be wrong. Um, also I think that, what he the point he makes about all of us being black and having to find ways to work together and that this being the result of the caste system, those are all valid points. This is what makes this argument so tough. This is what makes this argument tough. And the reason I'm addressing this is not just because it's a black issue, but also because it's an economic issue. This is an economic issue where you have division occurring because at the end of the day, the big problem, here's your big problem. The big problem is that black people don't own enough and control enough in this industry to really determine what our destiny is going to look like. The reason that you have this problem is because you've got us all fighting over scraps, crumbs, a couple little rolls, whatever little roll the white man wants to give us, we're fighting over it. White boys ain't got to do all that. White boys can get in where they fit in. You got room for Leonardo DiCaprio? You got room for Jack Black? You got room for for uh, Brad Pitt? You got room for for all the white boys? I mean, there's not a shortage of roles that, that that are available to them. They're not mad because that one role being offered to one white male that year is going to somebody else. So so a, a part of your problem is a lack of opportunity. Part of your problem is a lack of opportunity. So for black folks, one of the solutions to this Fighting over scraps problem that we have is the fact that we expect opportunities to be created by other people, and we should be creating opportunities for ourselves. In fact, a lot of the reason, and this was mentioned in that BuzzFeed article, "The Rise of the Black Actor," or sorry, "The Rise of the Black of the Black British Actor in America." They mentioned in the first couple paragraphs that there are limited opportunities for British actors in England. So, I would also even challenge the actors in England. Are you creating opportunities for yourself? Are you developing studios, Idris? I mean, Idris, you are. What's Idris's income? I'm going to put Idris on the spot here. And Idris, if you hear this, you are welcome to come on the podcast. I'd love to hear your point of view. I respect you immensely, brother. Uh, Just don't be talking to my wife because, you know, I can't keep up with you in the looks category. But uh, but let me see here. Um, Idris Elba, his net worth. What is Idris Elba's net worth? His net worth. Uh, He was listed as one of the Time 100 list of most influential people of the world. His films have grossed nearly 10 billion dollars, including 3.6 billion in North America. Okay, so let's see what's his income. I want to see how much money his brother made. Uh, he made let's say, well, they say he has a net worth of 40 million, uh, but they didn't say how much he makes or how much he makes uh, per movie. I'd be curious to know. I'm, I'm gonna guess. He seems like it okay. They said as much as eight million per film. I, I see him as an eight to ten million dollar guy, right? Okay, so cool. So so Idris has uh money and more importantly, he has power, he has recognition, he has clout. I would love to see where Idris is making the appropriate transition from celebrated actor to film mogul that can create opportunities for all the British actors who have to come to America to get a chance to be in a film. Am I crazy for saying that? I don't know. Give me a yes or no. Am I, am, am, is, is what I'm saying outrageous? Is it, am I, am I being mean? Am I being pushy? Am I attacking? Does this sound like an attack? I need to know. Cause sometimes I say stuff and it sounds like I'm attacking somebody. I'm not really trying to attack somebody. I'm trying to, I'm trying to attack white supremacy. I ain't trying to attack you just help them. You know, seriously. And, and, and I think that, you know, that, that right there would help a lot in terms of, of kind of solving some of this problem because here's the problem here's your issue he just ain't the only one that's right in this debate he's not the only one that's correct he made his arguments eloquent sharp smooth he's a smart guy god bless him but samuel was right too samuel's right too who better to reflect the african-american experience in film than the african-american and let's just be clear. This is something that my British friends brought to my attention when I was in England. They explained to me, they said, when you're in when you're black and when you're a black American in England, you get treated better than a black person who is actually British because they can tell from your accent that you're a foreigner. So because I'm a foreigner, I get treated better than the native black people that are there. And then I said, well, that's crazy, because in America you get treated better with your British accent than African-Americans get treated with our American accent. So if they know you just a regular brother from the hood, they're not going to treat you the same as if you are a, a British person who speaks with a certain accent, even though I know that's a terrible British accent. So forgive me, my British friends. I'm trying, I'm trying to imitate y'all the way y'all imitate us, but y'all do it much better than us. I mean, I was shocked at Stringer Bell was British. Cause I mean, he knows he's been practicing. He knows how to talk like a, like a thug from Cleveland. It's kind of crazy. But anyway, the point of the matter is to say that this is all, this all comes back to racism. This all comes back to racism. And also these arguments, these hunger games, situations will never go away until you find a way to help everybody eat. If you don't find a way to help everybody eat, then you're always going to have the Hunger Games. And the only way all black people are going to get a chance to eat is if black people are the ones who are cooking up the food, growing the food, and serving the meals. If you are expecting the white man to feed you, then everybody ain't never going to eat, and you always going to have the Hunger Games at the end of the day. You will always have the Hunger Games as long as you are being fed by your oppressor because they will stri- strategically allocate the food to make you kill each other like you, a couple of Michael Vick's dogs sitting in a cage fighting over one piece of meat. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you guys get what I'm saying? You're gonna be living the Hunger Games until you learn to own and control your own shit. If you don't learn how to, that, let me just say this. Look, I'm I'm probably when I go different places, I get inspired and influenced by my environment. Right now, I'm in Black Wall Street. Right now, at this very second, I'm on the soil of Black Wall Street, a few blocks from Greenwood, Oklahoma, and I was blown away. By the fact that they had so many businesses in Black Wall Street that we do not have today hardly anywhere. They had 21 grocery stores in Black Wall Street. I'm like, how in the hell one little neighborhood going to have 21 damn grocery stores? They had 21 grocery stores. And do you know how many they have in that same area of the city today? One. 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 So these black people, straight out of slavery, no resources, no affirmative action, no job opportunities, no nothing, no Pell Grants, nothing, were able to build 21 grocery stores so that everybody could eat, so that everybody would be good, so that you don't have to fight for your place in line as you all getting on your knees begging master for that one opportunity. When I go to L.A., it makes me really sad. I get really sad when I go to Hollywood. And you know why I get sad? I get sad because black actors are the most intelligent, hardest working people I've ever seen. They are intelligent, hardworking. They are disciplined. They are focused. They'll sit down. They'll study their lines. They'll show up. They'll sit on the set for 14, 15 hours a day and then do it the next day, do it six, seven days out of the week and be literally doing it for free sometimes, doing it for scraps. And, they, and they're and they committed to their craft. They're that good. I'm so extraordinarily impressed. They're, they're so smart. It's so amazing. The best actors are some of the most amazing people I've ever seen. And what makes me sad about it as I sit here, I think, my Lord, how is it that you have all this talent and you're not, and you're all scrapping and fighting over one or two little roles that's offered to one in every 5,000 people? Why is it that you're sitting out in the hot LA sun all day long at an audition where they're going to pick one out of 300 of you to do this role when at least half of you are good enough to do the job? Where are the captains of industry, that are going to manufacture and create enough opportunity so that black people don't have to keep playing the hunger games that's your problem that's why in this debate and i'm gonna, I'm gonna summarize and close it up with this this debate eat Elba's elbows 100 correct i believe british actors have every right to come and, and get opportunities wherever they lie i don't think anybody should beat them up or throw sticks at them because they take a great role in america Uh, I think that, and they they do a wonderful job. Many of them are classically trained. If they're good, they deserve it. And also, these are our brothers and sisters. They just happen to live across the sea. But Samuel Jackson is correct, also. You know, you're African Americans. Many of you are descendants of slaves. I mean, how many of you are descendants of slavery? How many of you are ADOS 100 percent? How many of you can trace back to your great, great, great grandparent and, and connect them to slavery? I know I can. I know that my name, Boyce, came from my great, great, great grandfather's slave master who named him Boyce. Right? Why do I carry that name? I don't know. I guess I'm just used to it. Maybe I should change it. But you know what? That's my name. That's what it's going to be. But at the end of the day, we have a lineage and a connection, and this country owes us. This country owes us. And and I, I like the fact that Samuel took on the fire of making that comment that was going to make people uncomfortable because somebody needs to say the shit. Somebody needs to say the shit. I mean, I I don't I I, I don't blame black actors who get offended and annoyed, you know, when people somehow think that because the black actor is from England, that they're classier and better. Because you're right, they have really great proper grammar and everything. And it kind of you know (laughs) and and we can't always match up to that. But but I mean come on man. I you know when you look at a movie like Get Out and you saw the role that was played there, that was a that was a perfectly defined role for an African American. That was a role that an African American has lived. I mean, a lot of y'all like that movie because you're like, oh, man, I live that. I know that feeling. I've gone through that. Right. So 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 I just kind of think that there has to be um, nuance in this conversation. It's a tough conversation to have. And the ultimate solution at the end of the day is this. I have daughters. Right. And um, and they and I'm their bonus dad. They have a dad, too, of course. And and, I, and then I'm, I'm the bonus dad. And we get into situations where the girls start fighting over stuff and they start arguing over an outfit or a pair of shoes or whatever. And here's the thing. The way I can solve the argument most of the time is I can just go buy a second pair of shoes because I have enough money. If they're fighting over a cheeseburger, I can just buy another cheeseburger and then the fight is over. The problem for black people is that we can't afford to buy another cheeseburger. We don't have the skill to cook another cheeseburger or to get another pair of shoes. So we're all fighting over a very limited number of opportunities, which makes us divide and conquer. And so to Idris's point, it does connect back to that caste system because they do not win. They cannot. This white supremacy thing cannot work when black people are united. So they must keep you divided in order for them to maintain the upper hand. And that's exactly what's going on right here. And I see right through it. And I hope that you see it too. Okay. All right, guys. So uh, once again, I want to say thank you to our sponsor for tonight's podcast, Valortax.com. I hope that you go check out Valortax.com. Tax time's coming up. so Or not coming up right away, but pretty soon you're going to get your taxes back. So uh, go check out Valortax.com. And uh, if you'd like to sponsor a podcast, get a shout out. Uh, feel free to go to drboysfinance.com and you can purchase a shout out. Also, want to remind you, don't forget that we have the All Black National Convention coming up October 28th through the 30th. And, um, and a lot of you actually come from England and other places around the world. It's an amazing conference. We're going to cover everything from crypto to relationships to uh, investing to politics. We're having speed dating. We're having all kinds of There's a whole kids track. So if you'd like to uh, get your convention tickets, you can go to boyswalkins.com. You can also on that page find out how to be a volunteer. Volunteers get in free, but you got to go through training. And so if you'd like to apply to be a volunteer, that link is on that page as well. Or if you'd like to apply to be a vendor, that link is there. And also, of course, don't pay full price for your hotel. We have a a major deal with with, with the the downtown Sheraton Hotel. They've agreed to cut your price significantly. So do not pay full price. Okay, guys. So uh, we uh, look forward to seeing you at the convention. Please hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe on your way out. I'm out of here. I'll talk to you soon. And uh, please have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Take care now. Peace.